Hello, unshakable women. Are you ready to learn the foundations of achieving all your goals? To take charge of these goals and to transform your life once and for all? I'm thrilled to introduce you to an exclusive opportunity. I'm offering a special pre-sale for my upcoming foundational course, The Finishers Club. In this course, you'll discover the strategies and mindset needed to turn intentions into accomplishments by starting with the smallest goals first. I want you to build so much proof and evidence that you are a finisher and a person that gets things done that there is no room in your mind for the old story that you just don't know how. By joining our pre-sale, you'll secure a discounted rate of 50% off. This course is designed to help you banish excuses, master your time and overcome obstacles. However, there is a catch. By joining on this discounted offer, you'll have to commit to being part of the course building process by being open to give feedback when asked. And don't worry, the program won't officially start until the new year, so there is no pressure to begin right away. Don't miss out on this chance to supercharge your journey to success and to finally learn the simple strategies to make a difference in your long-term life. Visit our website, head-coach.com.au and grab your spot in the pre-sale today. Let's make your goals a reality together. All the links are in the show notes. And now let's get into the episode. Hello, wonderful people. How are you? Welcome back to another episode of More Life, Less Drama. Let's go. Let's see what we're leaning into and learning today. Geez, I really love putting these podcasts together because it really consolidates in my own brain how to say things and how to you know bring things together because a lot of the things that, well, and I'm just talking my own brain, are things that are very abstract and very unorganized. And so having to chunk it down to small, tiny bits of information that actually makes sense to me and then having to teach it to somebody else just really helps me move things forward. This process has been very evident in my process for planning through my new digital course that I've got coming up. It's going to be a beauty, <laughs> a real riffer. I love it. Um, I'm really excited to offer the course and it's in the in the planning stages at the moment and the more I work I do on it, the more excited I'm getting because I'm like, oh, this is exactly what I needed a few years ago just to push me through and figure it out. And today I'm going to give you a gift because I'm going to actually just walk you through a couple of the things that are in that new course that is coming up just simplified versions of it. So today I'm going to give you a new perspective on your goals. I want to help you redefine goals so that they're not something that's going to freak you out. Because what I see a lot of is that people don't even write down a goal or even create a goal because they're too overwhelmed at the thought of a goal. And even if you do create a goal, it's usually this big, huge, scary, audacious goal And you actually get so overwhelmed that you do nothing. And so it just stops you in your traps because that's what overwhelm does. And instead, I want you to start where you're at. Like, I don't want you to give up dreaming big. No way. Like, I'm a full advocate for dreaming big. But I also want you to be realistic and to start where you're at right now. Because rather than missing all these beautiful foundational steps that create the person that you are who then becomes the person that 
achieves all of their goals, you first have to do these first few things. Most of us are just missing these foundational steps. And so that is why this beautiful course that I've created is all about creating these foundational steps to help you achieve anything. To achieve anything, which basically means to start something and to finish it. That's just the definition, right? Like you finished something. <laughs> it doesn't have to be massive. And I think that's the the thing that people get too scared about when they're thinking about the word goals. When talking to a lot of people about goals, what most people said to me were, oh God, like goals just freak me out. But I was like, okay, well, what happens if we called it something else, a task or a, a to-do list? They're like, oh yeah, that seems more achievable. Yeah, we're redefining how you think about the word goal to start with. To recap, to achieve anything, which means to start and finish at anything, requires a couple of things. These are the real foundations that you need to build. The first thing is a finisher's mindset. It's more about taking full responsibility for the lack of achieving your goals or the responsibility of achieving your goals rather than being that victim of your circumstances. It means that you say things like, I can't do it. <laughs> That's impossible. There's no way I can do that. I've got no time, got no money, got no patience. Or all the things that are stopping them from achieving their goal is because of somebody else, like outside of them. So that's being the victim of your circumstance rather than being fully responsible for all of your results in life. That's what the finishes mindset is. It also requires different thinking at a base level to what is currently not working. So if you're currently spinning on a heap of old thoughts about who you are as a person and I'm not this type of person, I'm not that type of person, or I'm never a person that finishes anything, well, that base level thinking needs to change because remember our thoughts create our results. And so we really need to change our thoughts because we can. We are the only species that can think intentionally. So let's use it to our advantage and actually create great thoughts that create the fantastic results that we want in life. Another thing that you'll need to do is to learn to start at the beginning. I don't want you to look at somebody else's middle or end and think that's what you should be doing and start there. I need you to look at your life, just just you, nobody else. Let's not compare ourselves to anybody else and just say, okay, where do I start? What's the beginning for me? Because too often we're looking out into the world and comparing ourselves to other people and we therefore get overwhelmed because we think there's no way that I can do that. Especially you might have different circumstances a different life. Maybe you don't even want that goal, but you think that you should because somebody else is spruiking that you should have it. We have to figure out where we are and start at the beginning for us, like our beginning. And I know you have big dreams in you. I do know that you want to achieve so many things. So many people that I talk to want so much in life, like so much out of life. Yet they're so overwhelmed at starting anything because they just don't know where to start. And I'm saying start at the very beginning. And it's going to make sense in a minute when I talk into what that means a little more. We all want these big things, but really what's happening is we're not doing anything well. Maybe you have 10 goals. 
and you're trying to do all of them and you're just not doing any of them well. You're not actually looking at one goal going, okay, where do I start? What's the finish line? Making a plan for that. You're just like, I just want all these things and I'm doing random actions to get there. And the truth is, it's all the small little everyday things in our lives that we're not doing that make up our whole life that if we just started there would make a huge difference. There's this saying that says, how you do one thing is how you do anything. And it is so true. If you are running around flustered trying to do the washing, you're going to be running around flustered trying to do your job and write that report. So think about it. Are you a person that makes your bed every morning? Or are you in too much of a rush that it always stays unmade, even though you really like to make it? Do you do the dishes every night before you go to bed? Again, you most really would like that, but do you do it? Do you follow through on that? Do you clean the kitchen entirely? When you do the shopping, do you plan for it in advance? Or is it just like running around the supermarket five minutes before the supermarket shuts on a Sunday before school starts and you need food for the week? Maybe if you are doing like a handyman job around the house, like let's, for example, if we're painting something, say we're painting a door and we get all the stuff out, we do the prep, we do the painting, and then we leave the paintbrush in a bucket of water and it just sits there for weeks and weeks, just going all stenchy. (laughs) That's not you completing something to its end because if you're completing it, the paintbrush would be washed immediately and put away. So maybe you've still got all the stuff like laying around that you used in that process. If you are hanging some pictures, maybe you've got the hammer out and all the nails are still sitting on the bench like weeks after you've actually done the task. Maybe you clean the car, but you don't buff it down after you wash it. Maybe you just quickly run the vacuum over it rather than really giving it the clean that you want. Maybe it's in your work. Maybe you've got admin work to do in your business or in your job, all the files that you complete to sit on your desk and don't get filed away for weeks, months. I know this has happened to me and I know many clients that they tell me that their filing sits on their desk forever until the last minute, until the accountant needs it, or you know something happens that they've got to get it organized. They need that motivator of pain to give them the push to get it done. There are so many examples of this. I'm sure that you could think of a few for yourself. Where do you not finish things? Where do you start something but don't complete it? Even when I was doing sewing in my sewing business, when I was teaching people to sew, we used to call them UFOs, unfinished objects, because we would start lots of things and we wouldn't finish it. There was a thread just recently that someone tagged me in from those days. It was when we used to do the sewing classes and we were doing this pinwheel quilt and it was a weekly thing that we had to get together. Out of the the group of people, I think maybe only, I want to say, a third of people completed the quilt and they, they shared it on this thread. It was really cool. And other people are like, oh, no, mine's still in the drawer, half done. I haven't finished it. So many examples. So if you're a person that has all the unfinished tasks everywhere, this is where you need to begin. Don't start at the top of like trying to climb Mount Everest. Let's just like step it back and make it a bit more realistic for you to practice and achieve anything, something rather than not achieving anything. Say you want to lose 25 kilos, 
yet you can never follow through on cleaning the kitchen, for example, every night like you'd want to, then there is this huge gap in your discipline that needs to be addressed at the bare bones level first. Say if you want to run a marathon, yet you can't follow through on the task of doing the business admin in your own business, then again, maybe achieving that big scary goal will feel overwhelming and like you can't do it. You haven't got any proof that you can do it because you've got all the proof that you can't even file away your your bazzers for the quarter because that's what people are telling me is happening. And I'm bringing this up because it's like I have had countless conversations with people who are letting me know what's going on. When they look at their goals, they feel immediate overwhelm. And what does the feeling of overwhelm have you do? Like I said earlier, it usually has you do nothing. It usually stops you dead in your tracks. And that's what I've seen for myself and others in my practice. Another thing people admit to me is that it's easier if they don't even set a goal and especially easier (laughs) if they don't even write it down ever. Like let's not make it real because then if we write it down, that way I won't be disappointed when I fail it because they're already setting themselves up for failure when they say to themselves, I'm not going to write it down because you know what, I'm not really going to achieve it. So see how that mindset needs to be shifted? And it makes me really sad because people are denying themselves the joy of becoming the person they truly want to be because they don't want to face and feel disappointment or failure. But they're missing out on the joy of not wanting to feel failure and the disappointment and the overwhelm. I've been going after a goal for the past three years, like it's been a yearly goal for the past three years, and I still haven't achieved it, yet I'm not going to give up, and I'm not giving up because it's too important to me. I figured out that this is something that I really want. It aligns with me. I'm determined to make it happen. I have got the tenacity and the the fire in me to get it done, but it hasn't happened yet. And the best thing is that in the process of failing, (laughs) every year when I look at that goal and I'm like, damn it, I haven't done that again. (laughs) I am still showing up and I'm working through all the obstacles of becoming the person that overcomes all those obstacles to get to the goal. I know it's going to happen eventually. One day I know the penny's just going to drop and it's going to happen. And in between now and then, I know that I've just got to keep showing up, keep overcoming the obstacles, do things differently, think differently and be different. I can't keep doing the same thing and expect a different result. So over these last three years, there's been all sorts of iterations of things. And that's totally fine. I'm absolutely 100% fine in figuring it out. I'm a patient person. You see, it's the failure over and over that is the very thing that is giving me that. I'm going to get to the end of that goal. And it's not about achieving the goal. It's about becoming the person who achieved the goal. My identity in myself is shifting. I listened to this podcast hosted by my favorite author, John Acuff, and I think I've mentioned him before, but I will link him in the show notes. He does a lot of studies and research to gather information for his book topics. And in his most recent book, which is All It Takes is a Goal, you can see why I love him, he found that 95% of people are not living up to their potential. I mean, that's a lot of people. (laughs) That's most of us. And I wonder what your full potential is. What are you holding back on? 
And what would be living into your full potential? What would that look like for you? So if you want to be one of those 5% of people that are living into their full potential, we first need to help you start at the very beginning. After all, like they say, Rome wasn't built in a day. So have you ever noticed successful people have a few things in common? The people that are successful and are achieving their goals, they do have some things in common. In my research, these are the few things that I have found. The first thing is discipline, which is no surprise, right? The people that are most successful, they show up when they say they're going to show up. They do things that are on their calendar, even if they're like, I could not be bothered doing this right now. They go to the gym. They prep their meals. They have conversations. They do their to-do tasks that are maybe boring to them, but they do them anyway. So they show up when they say they will. It's a huge part of discipline. They also take care of themselves physically and mentally. And to me, success is not just about making millions and billions of dollars. Success is about how they are in their lives. Like for me, success is spending the best quality time with my family and having my partner and I have a great relationship, having a great relationship with my children. Yes, money is involved somewhere along there, yet it's just the currency and more so it's about the connections for me and how I'm living my life as the person that I want to be. That is successful to me. So successful people, when I look at success, These people are taking care of themselves physically and mentally. They've got the discipline to show up to the gym even when they don't want to. They are in therapy, working on their brains. They're in coaching sessions, figuring out how to overcome all the obstacles that are holding them back. They're doing all the things that it requires a holistic look at their lives, not just one specific part of it, like the money or the finance part. It's like a holistic overview of everything. They're doing the work that requires that healthy, holistic life. They are also adaptable, really super important. These people are not rigid. They have guidelines and they've got strict rules for their life and they're also flexible and adaptable. They can change when needed and they can pivot and do things differently when required. They also take a lot of risks. These people are not just sitting back being risk adverse. They're actually putting their hand up and going, yeah, okay, I'll give that a try. They are doing things that are from their own desire and their own curiosity, even though other people around them are saying, hey, that might not be a great idea. <laughs> this, These people are taking risks. Some pay off, some don't, but they're adaptable enough to actually get over everything. Plus they're working on their mindset so they know they can get through anything. They are also patient. Like I said, I am a patient person and it is something that I've had to work on. I haven't always been patient. There are times when I'm still not, but patience, they tell me is a virtue. (laughs) So I'm leaning in and practicing patience and so do successful people. They realize that Rome wasn't built in a day and they're like, you know what? I really want this. Let's put a date on it. If it doesn't happen in that date, let's review it and put another date on it and we're going to keep working towards it regardless. 
They also are patient when it comes to like physical change as well, because they know going to the gym for a week is not going to actually change their physical appearance. They know that being patient to get results is really important. They are also problem solvers. And this is my personal word for the year. I'm leaning into becoming a problem solver because in the past, I would not problem solve enough. And so they are problem solvers. Things come up and they're like, okay, why did that happen? What was working? What wasn't working? What can we do differently? And they lean into being a person that problem solves and it it becomes a very neutral process. It's not riddled with emotion, which is the best thing that you can give yourself is by neutralizing a lot of this stuff. The next one is that they're curious. And this sort of goes with all of them, but especially the risk-taking. The risk-taking goes hand-in-hand with curiosity because people that are successful are usually people that are doing things differently. They have like a spark of information that drops in for them. They're like, ah, I wonder where this will lead. I wonder if we do it this way, if that'll be better. They're not just doing things the same way because it's always been done that way. They're like, ah, maybe there is a better way to do this. And so they're leading from curiosity. And the last thing that this is not going to be a surprise either is that they have goals. They have written down tangible goals. They have metrics that are measuring their progress. Like they're not just like going, oh, I want to be healthy. Not just saying, oh, you know, I want my business to be a billion dollar business. I want to go on a family holiday every year. They're not just like throwing stuff out there like that. They're actually being really intentional with their goals. They're like, what do I want? How can I get there? What do I need to do to make it happen? And so they're writing down their goals and they're showing up for their goals. And that is what successful people are doing. Let's look at someone who is not achieving their goals. Remember, 95% of the population that are underperforming and that are not living up to their potential. And this is what it looks like on the opposite end of the scale. Their traits are so different to the achievers. And so instead of curious, they may be resigned or apathetic. They're like, oh, well, this is just how it is. You know, I, I tried. Yeah, I've just got to make do now. That's what underachieving people are doing and people that aren't achieving their goals. And instead of being problem solvers, they give up easily. They're like, oh, well, that didn't work. Maybe I'll just do something completely different. Instead of saying, hmm, that didn't work, but why didn't it work? What was the thing that made it not work? That's being problem solver instead. Underachievers are giving up really easily. They don't go to the gym for a week and they're like, oh, well, that goal's done. I'll just scrap that. And instead of being patient, they're impatient. They're like, well, I've been to the gym for a week. I should have results. And if I don't, oh, well, I throw my hands up in the air. They come from a place of impatience, which is always going to be the dream killer. Instead of taking risks, they're risk adverse. They're like, oh, I can't do that. Never done that before. What do people think of me if I do that? And so they just keep doing the same things, even though it's maybe not serving them. And instead of being adaptable, they're inflexible. They're like, well, this is the way that I was told to do it back in 1970. (laughs) Well, maybe a little bit sooner, 1999, (laughs) 2010, maybe. So you're being inflexible. There's no room 
to change or be adaptable to anything. And instead of taking care of themselves, they are neglecting or ignoring what their body really needs, what their physical body needs and what their mental body needs. Some people come to me in all sorts of pain, emotionally and physically. They're like, oh, I've just ignored it for 25 years, but now I want to address it, which is great. But let's get in sooner. Let's try to listen to our body, what it needs emotionally and physically sooner than that. So we don't have a lot to undo or as much to undo. And lastly, instead of having goals, they bury their desire and they tell themselves, oh, well, this is as good as it's going to get and pretend they don't even want anything or don't have any desire for something new. Or if a spark comes up that they're like, oh, I really love that. They just like really brush it under the carpet and just be like, no, I'm not even going to think about that because I know I'm never going to achieve it. And it just hurts me, the disappointment. But if you're not growing, my friends, you are dying. And I hear all the excuses all the time. I hear, I'm too old, I'm too broke, I don't have time. And remember how I said you have to step into a finisher's mindset? Believe me when I tell you, none of those thoughts that I just said belong there. They are not in the finisher's mindset vocabulary. Age is no limit. I know I can create money and I am abundant and I will create the time to get my goal done. Last night, I watched a movie based on Diana Nyad. She is a woman, she's still with us, that was a marathon swimmer. Like she competed in the Olympics, I think, and at a high elite level of marathon swimming, like she crossed the English Channel, for example. And she did that up until the age of 28. Then she decided that she was going to attempt a Cuba to Florida swim, which is like the biggest open water swim, potentially 60 hours. And she failed. At 28, she got halfway through and she was exhausted because you're obviously 60 hours of swimming is a lot of time (laughs) and she failed. And so at the age of 28, she gave up. She just put that desire on the back burner and said, okay, that's never going to happen. Everybody around here was telling her, no, it's miserably not possible. But then 30 years later, actually it was 32 years later, she turned 60. The desire was still there. She recognized that at 60, she didn't want to shrivel up and become an old woman and fade out that she saw other women her age doing. And she decided she wanted to keep going for her dream. She jumped back in the pool and that sparked her desire to be like, you know what, I'm going to have another go at the Cuba to Florida swim. And so she did. It took her three more years and three more failed attempts and just about dying as well. She actually got stung in the face by jellyfish and she had a cardiac arrest out in the water, but they revived her. That was the the third failed attempt. But then in 2013, she was determined to do again. Everybody else had almost given up and she was still determined. She was like, okay, even though you're not going to help me with this, like her best friend and the navigator that she had, she's like, I'm just going to do this alone. I'm going to figure it out. And then everybody came back together and they actually got it done in 2013. She was 62. It gave her a whole new lease on life and since then, she's now 68, she continues to tick off goals 
and live her life the way that she wants to live her life. Like she didn't shrivel up and just become invisible. She's out there doing all the public speaking, giving motivational talks, raising money. She walked across America. She's been doing more swimming. She's now like a, a massive tennis fan and plays tennis and is really involved in that. So age is no limit. If a 62-year-old woman can swim from Cuba to Florida, I'm pretty sure that we can achieve the goals that we want to achieve because I know none of mine are that hard. Honestly, they're not. So if she can do that, my goals just seem so easy in comparison. And the second story is related to the I'm always broke, I have no money story that we tell ourselves instead of looking at it like I know I can create money which is the finishes mindset mentality. And as you know, interest rates are going up. And for me personally, it will affect me and my family from December. Up until this point in time, we've had a fixed interest rate, which has been amazing. (laughs) But as of December, things are changing. I'm not afraid of money. My finishes mindset is like, I know I'm going to be okay. I know I can create money. I know money is a currency and I'm definitely adaptable and flexible at creating it to meet a need. And so I was talking to Donna Lee about this when she was here visiting and I was like, okay, this is the this is how much extra we've got to pay for our mortgage. And I just said to her, I'm going to find it. I'll cover it. And I literally just threw it out as a comment like that. And guess what? You know what happened, right? An opportunity then in the next couple of days presented to me, which would cover that. It literally, if I said to the, yes to this opportunity, it would cover it. It would actually cover a lot more than it. <laughs> and so it's done. My belief that I can create money and cover my needs easily and effortlessly is the truth for me. Like it's my belief that allows me to see these opportunities If I wasn't in the belief and definitely if I wasn't flexible and adaptable, opportunities would come up and I would just let them go by without taking them on going, yes. And it's not luck. It's not coincidence. It's the power of belief that I know it will always work out. And it does every single time. And that's the finishes mindset. That's the belief that I hold in myself and my abilities to get the result that I want in life. I'm not leaving it to chance. And the third thing is not a story, but just a question. And this is to help you with the I don't have time problem that I know many of you have. I hear it just time and time again. (laughs) People come to me like, oh, I don't have time to complete a goal. And it's true. You might have lots of things in your life. You might be abundant with things going on. You might be working a full-time job. You might be raising children running a household, doing extracurricular activities, running businesses, multiple businesses. Who knows? There's plenty of things going on. Looking after our health, like it all takes time, feeding our families. But I want to ask you a question. If I ask you to go into your phone and look at the screen time, the amount of time that you're spending on your phone, what does it say? And I want you to do that now. I want you to have a look if you've got the opportunity Go in, have a look at the screen time and see what it says to you. It might be an hour a day that you're on social media or other platforms. It might be three hours a day. It might be six hours a day. 
I had one client recently that she was like, oh my God, it's six and a half hours that I'm spending on my phone a day. And she was like, I can't believe I tell myself that I've got no time. <laughs> and it's true because boom, if you are spending an hour a day on social media, three hours, six hours, whatever the number is, you've just found yourself some time that you can spend on your goal. Because I'm sure you don't have a goal to spend hours a week on social media, aimlessly scrolling through people's feed. I'm sure that's not a goal of yours. And if you want something really badly, and if you want to do something and get it done, that's the first thing I look at always. I'm always asking people what their amount of screen time is. And I've created rules. I think I've said to this to you before, I've created a rule what's, what I feel comfortable with of screen time. And you can do the same. So maybe it's an hour that you're comfortable with. Maybe it's two hours. Maybe it's three hours. Like It doesn't matter what it is, but I don't want you to let your phone usage sabotage your dreams. Because imagine if your fitness goal literally only takes you 30 minutes a day, but instead you're choosing to spend two hours on social media and then you tell yourself you have no time to exercise. Well, you do have time. You just haven't stepped yourself into the finisher's mindset and into an abundant mentality. And so for the second thing that I want to walk through with you is starting where you're at. And this is not going to take much time because I know we've already been talking for quite a few minutes. And like I said earlier, you may have big dreams. You have lots of goals, but you just can't seem to get the bare basics done. And remember, how you do one thing is how you do anything. I want you to trust me when I tell you that to stay out of the chaos zone and possibly get you out of that apathy and resignation that you might feel about where you're at in life right now, if you're just feeling like, oh, this is as good as it's going to get, I want you to put everything aside for now. Of course, there are some exceptions here. You know, if you're studying, you've got deadlines, you've got work stuff going on, you can't put all that aside. But I'm talking about those big, scary goals that you might be continually thinking about. I just want you to pause, pause them all, put them aside. And I want you to chunk right down to the smallest tasks, to the smallest goals that you'd like. Like what is something that is in your immediate presence that you are so frustrated with yourself right now about? So I want you to do this because it's about taking on the very first of what I call the 3M strategy. And the first M is for mini goals. And if goals is too triggering a word for you, maybe you want to use task instead of goal. The idea here is to build evidence with yourself that you can start and finish things, that you are a finisher. So choose one like my client has, which is to wake up for five days in a row, like Monday to Friday from a, on a work day, without snoozing the alarm. That might just be the mini goal to get you started, to know that you can start something and finish something and follow through. Maybe it's to drink two litres of water a day for three days in a week. Maybe it's to walk 5,000 steps a day for a couple of days a week. Maybe it's to wash, dry, fold, and put away the load of laundry in the same day. Maybe it's something as small as that. Maybe it's to clean the kitchen Monday and Tuesday nights. Maybe it's to clean out one drawer in the bedroom dresser before Sunday. Maybe it's to meal plan for five days this week before Sunday night. Can you see how simple these things are? I want you to make it super, super simple for yourself. I want you to 
Just pause those big ones and start building belief in yourself that you can actually start something, say, this is what I'm going to do and actually finish it to completion. It's basically like choosing something that is impossible to fail. If you were to talk to your partner or to a friend about this and go, hey, I've got this great goal for myself and they're going to go, great, what is it? And you're going to go, I'm going to wash, dry, (laughs) fold and put away my laundry in the one day. They're going to go, okay. (laughs) They're going to be, it's almost going to be laughable. Okay. So that's what we want you to do. Yeah. You need to make it such a simple, almost unfailable goal. So once you've decided what it is, this is the next important step. I want you to get a post-it or a piece of paper that you can pin somewhere and write down your goal. Say by Sunday night, I would have walked 5,000 steps for three days, whatever that looks like, you know, write down your goal, super simple. Don't make it too complicated. And I want you to put that post-it note where you can see it. This is essential. Seeing it, having it in your vision is going to remind you constantly that it needs to get done. Then I want you to create a picture in your mind of yourself doing the task and completing it. And I want you to understand or make an understanding with yourself about what completed looks like. And I want you to take note of this really important step. What does completed look like? Does completed look like having that pile of washing off the table and into everybody's rooms, into their drawers, hanging up? Does that what is that what completed look like? Is completed looking like you've ticked off three days? that you've walked 5,000 steps. What does completed look like for you? And then I just want you to get to work and get it done. And once you have done it, like once you've ticked off the box, I want you to take that post-it note, mark it with a big tick or however you've envisaged finishing your task. And if you want, you can do two things with it. You can either throw it out as part of the completion process Or you can place it into a big jar that's in your site to store so you can gather evidence that you are finishing things. Can you imagine when that jar is full? It's like you're going to have so much evidence that you're a finisher. And once you put that piece of paper in that jar, you are going to get a dopamine hit for sure. Your brain is like reward, reward, reward. We love it. And that's what your brain really wants. So enjoy the dopamine hit every time you put an achieved goal in the jar. So you can see how you can do this over and over and over again. So easy. Create a goal, write on a post-it, visualize what done looks like and finished looks like, and then pop a post-it note, pop that post-it note in the jar. That's the process. That is how you complete mini goals and build evidence that you are a finisher. How cool is that? So as a recap, We have redefined the goals for you. First, I taught you about the importance of stepping into a finisher's mindset, and I've sort of reiterated that along the way. And the second one was to build foundations of your ability to finish goals by starting with these mini goals, the foundations of learning how to finish a goal. And that's it. I really hope this helps you because I know this has helped me. Like finishing small mini goals over and over and over again has changed my life. So don't underestimate these small steps. 
Remember my tagline, small steps, big changes. It is it is exactly what you need to do. Start where you're at. Don't focus on those big, huge, scary goals if you can't even focus on or if you can't even complete making your bed for a week. So let's start where we're at and just build up our evidence and therefore we can build up our confidence and our courage to try new things. Okay, my friends, that is it. I hope you have a lovely day and I will talk to you next week. Bye. Thanks for tuning in for another episode of More Life, Less Drama. Don't forget that our pre-sale for our new course is on now. Join the Finishers Club at a discounted rate of 50%. Spots are limited. So go to our website and check it out today. Bye.